Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. So, anywho, this should be interesting. Just noticed the live stream for the radio station died, so that's always kind of fun. So, anywho, who, 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 who? Let's move forward. Anyways, we always get you started with some feature story news, so we're not going to do anything out of the ord there. So let's get you started with some feature story news here on the Rated R Safety Show. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. Swedish prosecutors say they're closing the investigation into who killed former Prime Minister Olaf Palmer in 1986 because they know who did it. They say Stig Engström, known as Scandia Man, who killed himself in 2000, was responsible. Olaf Palmer was shot in Stockholm in 1986. Delhi's Deputy Chief Minister says India's capital will see almost half a million coronavirus cases by the end of July. India is seeing a massive surge in new cases and is expected to overtake the UK in the number of infections in the coming days. Ishan Gerg reports from New Delhi. Delhi's Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia says the national capital will run out of hospital beds by July. The minister's statement comes as several Delhi residents complained of being turned away from hospitals due to lack of beds. Delhi is one of the most densely populated states and has close to 29,000 cases of COVID-19. But the restrictions on movement have been largely lifted and businesses, shops, malls and places of worship have opened. So authorities say new infections will rise exponentially in the next few weeks. Experts say if the situation gets out of hand by the end of June, India could be staring at another nationwide lockdown in July. Ishan Garg, New Delhi. North Korea's state newspaper, the Rodong Sinnon, has said the whole country is ablaze with fury over anti-North Korea activists in South Korea. Their activities prompted Pyongyang to say it's cutting off all communications with the South, as Bruce Harrison reports from Seoul. The anti-North Korea groups have been flying leaflets across the border that criticize Kim Jong-un's government. 
They use helium and hydrogen balloons to send their messages. North Korean media also called South Korea the enemy and promised to cut off hotlines linking the country's militaries and leaders. The North has also apparently severed a communication line to discuss inter-Korean cooperation. They've talked about projects including sports and forestry, small steps to warm up to talks about Kim's nuclear program. Seoul has tried calling North Korea over the past two days, but no one is answering north of the border. Bruce Harrison, Seoul. The UK government's under growing pressure from business to ease its social distancing guidelines from two metres to one. Entrepreneurs say it could save thousands of jobs as the economy starts to reopen. The government says pubs, restaurants and nightclubs won't be opening before July the 4th, but current distancing guidelines will require all customers to be two metres apart from each other. Manchester hospitality entrepreneur Sasha Lord says the guidance is crucial. If they come out and say you can reopen but with two metres social distancing, I, I think many, many operators of the vast majority will not open. At two metres, 30% will succeed. At 1.5 metres, 50% will succeed. And at one metre, 70% will succeed. So I think I'd love to see it open, but the science behind it has to be right. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. <laughs> told you do you know about this we are looking for the next big safety podcast this is the contest oh yes the contest after producing and creating and interacting with several different artists podcasters and broadcasters we want to offer to you the possibility of becoming the next big safety podcast so what do you need to do right now if you go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest that's safetyfm.com forward slash contest you have the possibility of being the next big safety podcast you and your show could come onto the safety fm network for the next year we will host your podcast on our servers we will give you access to the safety fm broadcast network and of course access to the safety fm listeners come by to the website to enter that's safetyfm.com forward slash contest you can enter in daily this contest is only valid for the united states of america please look at contest rules on the website this show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Well, 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 next big safety contest. Don't forget about that one. Still looking for some contestants to enter into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should be actually closing that sucker up right away here in the next few days. I think it's Monday. I think Monday is the last day for it, just so you know, ahead of time. Anyways, before I get into my jargon, you know how it goes. Let me give it to you. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, 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 well. Taking it from the very top of the hit list, so let's go through that, because of course, that's why you're here, that's why I'm there, this is why we're having the conversations, because I think it is so important that we address some of the stuff that is going on. Hi, John, how are you? Anyways, let's continue. Let's go to the hit list, and let's talk about Amsterdam, because that's important information right away. As Amsterdam turned into a ghost town during the pandemic, preventing travelers from visiting to get their drug and sex kicks. Oh, yeah, I did say sex kicks there. Local, locals have realized that the city has little else to offer. 
Well, that's kind of a shitty scenario, so let's move forward. Now they're trying to fix it. While sex tourism was responsible for at least upwards of millions of guests a month and nearly $7 billion in annual revenue, locals tell Bloomberg that they want to rediscover their heart and soul. So here's what Bloomberg reports. Among measures she listed in the letter to the local council, including buying property and limiting permits to ensure that the old city is not just dotted with shops selling souvenirs, cannabis, and Nutella. Yeah, Nutella. Nutella lathered waffles, but has companies where residents can work, houses where they can live, and grocery stores and outlets that cater to them. So what do you think? If Amsterdam does come back and it is not the sex shop, the drug scenario that people are able to go to, not that I'm saying you as a safety professional ever went to Amsterdam for those purposes. I'm just saying for the sake of actually going, what do you think? Do you think that people will start going back into it or do you look at it and go, eh, it might just be the next thing of whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I just ask. I just ask these questions. So what are you thinking here? Would you have an interest in going to Amsterdam if it's not the thing that, you know, most people were looking at before? Just something to think about. Of course. So anyways, let's continue. Two Atlanta police officers were fired after a video showed them pulling protesters from their cars and using a stun gun on them are suing for their jobs back. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. The suit says that they were dismissed without an investigation or proper notice. But not only were they let go, they were being charged with aggressive assault. Now, something worth noting, both of the people were black. Now, I'm not saying it one way, shape, or form, but there has been a lot of reference in the news or in the media of some different things going on. But I do want to point this out because there has been some questions coming about if people were just targeting white police officers and i don't really think that that's the case but i wanted to point that out because that is part of the new story that it is becoming available so what do you think there do you think that it should have been a proper investigation in regards of it now do you think that the court of public opinion played a factor into letting them go or do you think that it is a matter where they just let them go for the sake of letting them go because they already had video of what was going on Something to think about, of course, as we do have these conversations, because that is what we're getting into now. Now, if there is video, do you need to see what occurred previously on the video before? Now, that's the other interesting part of video and audio and anything else. You could do things out of context, not saying one way, shape or form. This is just a point of discussion as we move forward. Something to talk about. Because I don't think we should make mute points, because I will tell you as we edit, cut, trim, do whatever we need to do, I have the possibility of cutting stuff and making it look one way, shape, or form. Not saying that that's the case here, so let's make sure that we're extremely clear. Duh. But we're able to do things that would be out of the ordinary, just kind of the way that it works. So just think about that. So do you think that, that they deserve to have a proper investigation? Now, when we talk about investigations, when it comes to work sites, we normally do a full-blown investigation to an incident that occurs. Some people do root cause analysis, and that's entirely up to you if you want to do those kind of things. But don't you do an investigation if something does occur inside of the workplace? Now, we won't go into the different methodologies of investigations that you can do because there are several different forms of being able to do so. You know that. I know that. We could have the discussion all day. And discuss what is good, what is bad, and what is indifferent. But I don't think that's really going to matter for this particular conversation. I'm just asking the subject of what do you think should be done? But what do I know? 
You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. UC Berkeley was the epicenter of an earthquake early Tuesday, but don't read into that too much. The 2.7 magnitude quake was several miles beneath the surface and barely registered more than a faint trembling. Now, I want you to think about that. Think about wherever you're located in the U.S. that's not the epicenter, such as California, of earthquakes. And imagine an earthquake coming about. It being 2.7, it being whatever. It would be a big thing for you and a big thing for I, just kind of the way that it works. So how do you look at that? 2.7 there was not that big of a deal. Just faint, just nothing. I don't know. I look at it and go, holy guacamole, dude. If there was an earthquake, I would be getting the shit scared out of me going on. Like, I will tell you, when I was much younger, I was living on the in the islands at the time, and there was an earthquake, and I remember everything rattling, and I know that people said that it wasn't that big of a deal, blah, 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 but it was somewhere out of the norm that earthquakes didn't happen at the time. So, of course, I was entirely freaking out. So, I would imagine even at a 2.7, I would be kind of like, whoa, what's going on there? Anyways, let's continue. Even before the pandemic, Americans were spending handily to finance luxury vehicles. Experian reports that the average monthly car payment for a new vehicle is well over $500 a month to finance the car cost nearly $34,000. For those who are in the used market, car purchases that cost over $20,700 had a monthly payment averaging of $397. So think about that. What is your average car payment if you have a car payment, number one? And number two, do you buy the Ramsey car? Do you buy the Dave car? Where is the hoopty style car? Where something that you can afford that's used until you have enough money to buy it straight. Now, some people like the whole aspect of being able to buy a brand new car. Some people like to buy gently used cars. And some people like to fleece cars or lease cars, depending on how you want to look at it. Now, if you do follow along with the Financial Peace University aspect, or if you go through the Dave Ramsey program, however you want to title it, he does not recommend buying brand new or financing a car. He does recommend buying gently used cars that you can afford to pay in full. Now, what do you think? What is the, the household that you adapt to? What do you think the finance aspect should be there? I don't know. Car payments for some is good. We can start talking about investments. I know as safety professionals, a lot of the people that I get to interact with, we talk about finance all the time and what they like to invest their money into. What do you look at when you do this? Do you buy brand new cars? Do you buy used cars? Do you buy cars that you can afford to purchase straight? I don't know. There's several different ways that you can go about that, but you already know this. I know this as well. Yeah, it's doing it again. Just in case you're watching on the video. The microphone stand does not want to keep the microphone down. That's why you see me all the time grabbing the damn thing. Duh. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. The Dow slipped 300 points on Tuesday, but the tech stock heavily NASDAQ finished at an all-time high of 9,967 points as intraday trading broke the 10,000 mark for the first time ever. So for the first time ever, it did break it. So that's something to think about. Interesting how that did occur. We did 
see that for the first time yesterday. So what are you thinking here? What are you thinking now is going on with the economy here in the United States? And I guess we can kind of say partially around the world, but what are you thinking right now as you're seeing this? Because that's something that we've never seen before, over 10,000 points. Now, it did track a little bit down, but what are you thinking? Now, if your place of employment has laid some people off, do you think that this will factor into bringing some of the people back? What is your department looking like right now? Anyways, if you are a safety professional, did you have to downsize any of the people that were in your group? Or did, were you able to continue with the amount of same amount of people that you had in the first place? It's something to talk about. It is something that is a subject of conversation. It should not be something that we put on the back burner. Now, I will tell you, I get to interact with quite a few people. We've had this discussion before, not kind of bragging like, ha ha, look at me. It's the interactions that I get to have with several different people where we get to talk about what goes on inside of their organizations. And I will tell you, there is a level of fear of bringing some of the people back that had either been furloughed or laid off or even fired. Because people are not sure what's going to happen next. The rumors circulating about the different things that people are seeing, the second waves and so on. And I'm sure we're going to get to that here in a little bit. But let's continue talking for a moment about what else is going on inside of the news. A new study in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationship reveals that playing hard to get is a great way to land a date, just not too hard. Uh, I think that might be a little bit well known, but that's a whole other story. Let's go through. The study paired on unsuspecting participants in seemingly in conscious conversations, but the other person of the opposite sex was a spy for the study. Those spies played coy and their partners rated whether they wanted to pursue the relationship and eventually sexual activity. Sexual activity. Turns out that those who had to work harder to make the spy studies open up were, <laughs> were more likely to pursue a follow-up. But the researcher said that going overboard can make you come off as arrogant, standoffish, and keeping potential dates away. So how do you think that that worked? Now, if you were not saying that you're in the dating scene, let's use the hypothetical that you're not in the dating scene anymore. How did that work for you? Were you playing hard to get back then? And how did the date story work out for you? Think about that for a second. How did it work? Now, which one did, did you have some better turnaround with? Was it the playing the hard to get? Was it playing the whole aspect where it wasn't super easy? I don't know. I think it's kind of a combination of both, depending how you look at it. But this is a study, of course, by the social and personal relationships. The Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. Let's make sure that we don't screw that up. Duh. Don't want to give you wrong information there. Anyways, interesting to read, of course, as we've already discussed. North Korea says that it's no longer going to communicate with South Korea. Well, that makes it kind of a shitty scenario. But let's continue. Analysts believe that it's a move to get leverage that would help get defectors back to North. Back to the North, of course. Insiders say Kim Jong-un Jr. is frustrated by the escapees who leave, <laughs> escapees who leave and help coordinate propaganda back home. NBC News. NBC News. Why did I always say NBS? I don't know. NBC News says that on Tuesday morning, the North did not answer the military hotline for the first time since it was established back in 2018. Well, shit. We went from relationships in regards of, you know, doing the deed to all of a sudden now talking about relationships between the North and the South. What does it boil down to? 
communication. You as a safety professional, me as a safety professional, all know that if you don't have good communication where you're at, normally some shitty things do tend to occur inside of the organization. Anyways, let's go down the path here. The FCC has proposed a $225 million fine levied against two men. Yeah, two men who made more than one billion robocalls using fake phone numbers. Seven states have sued the men in Texas court for violating the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. The suit says that the calls made it sound like they were representing an insurance provider, but they were then rerouted to brokers. The two men, yes, the two men will have a chance to respond. Over one billion robocalls. One billion. Holy monkeys. Do you still get robocalls? I get robocalls. My phone's gotten a lot better about telling me which ones they are. But do you still get them? Because I can tell you, man, the robocalls, I freaking hate them. I hate robocalls. I hate stupid messages from messengers that are ads. And the one that I hate the worst, if I'm being honest here, and we're having the real conversation, I hate when somebody actually connects with me on LinkedIn and they send me an ad. That's the first thing they do. Don't you know the rules? Yeah, there is some rules to abide by inside of the world of LinkedIn. And that is part of the 10 commandments of thou shall not do. <laughs> do not send me an ad within the first connection, the first message that you send me. I mean, you know that. I don't send you ads. Why are you sending other people ads? I, I mean, we advertise some weird stuff from time to time here. But you're coming here to listen to some of this stuff. And normally my ads are a contest, at least on this show. Not anything too crazy. What do you think about people sending you the connection ad the moment you get connected? Or the other one is the 20 time a day poster. And then they want to copy you on what they're actually sending out. Because they want to make sure you didn't miss it. So then they want to make sure that what they posted is also sent to you in a personalized message. Which they're using a robo anyways, you know. I do the bot things on the website at safetyfm.com for questions. But not for you know, sending you a, a shitload of emails because who wants that crap? Anyways, let me get off the soapbox for a moment, you know, because I think that's important. Duh. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. So let's continue. In 1984, astronaut Kathy Sullivan became the first American woman to walk in space. On Sunday, she became the first woman to reach the deepest point on Earth. So you may say she and her millionaire financier, Victor Vazusco, piloted her mini sub to Challenger Deep. Which is seven miles below the surface of the Pacific Ocean. The trip took about 10 hours in total four each to ascend and descend with the balance on the ocean floor. Upon getting back to the surface, Sullivan placed a call to her colleagues at the International Space Station to celebrate the accomplishment. Well, holy heck, man, that's a big accomplishment there. Up to the universe, down all the way to the deepest point. What do you think? Uh, you know, 1984 to 2020, yes, there is some time definitely between them. But shit, that is a huge accomplishment. Anyways, let's go through some stuff right quick. The World Health Organization says that COVID-19 is getting worse. Yes, I did say worse across the globe. More than 100,000 global cases were recorded on each of the nine last 10 days. So 
more than 100,000 global cases were recorded on each of nine of the last 10 days. Make sure that you understood that one correctly. Their advice for the sick, stay home if you are sick and contact a healthcare provider. Now, I want to make sure that we're clear on this. This wasn't their advice a month ago. So it has changed as we talked about this. These things are going to evolve. These things are going to change as we already are fully aware going forward. But I think you already knew that that was going to happen. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So yesterday we briefly spoke during our main story about Greg Glassman. Greg Glassman is the CEO of CrossFit. Or should I say was the CEO of CrossFit. So let me give you the new story that broke yesterday. This is a statement by Glassman himself. I'm stepping down as CEO of CrossFit Inc. and I have decided to retire. On Saturday, I created a rift in the CrossFit community and unintentionally hurt many of its members. Since I founded CrossFit 20 years ago, it has become the world's largest network of gyms. All are aligned in offering an elegant solution to the vexing problem of chronic disease. Creating CrossFit and supporting its affiliates and legions of professional trainers has been a labor of love. Those who know me know that my sole issue in chronic disease epidemic. I know that CrossFit is the solution to the epidemic and that CrossFit HQ and its staff serve as the steward of CrossFit affiliates worldwide. I cannot let my behavior stand in the way of HQ or affiliates missions. They are too important to jeopardize. So let's move forward. So there was a new appointed CEO by the name of David or Dave Castro, however you want to read it. So CrossFit is a community. On that is global, okay, one that is global, diverse, and tough. Every person in our community shares the common bond. We are all dedicated to a visionary transformative approach to health and fitness. Our individual passions for that approach have forged an enduring community. Our community is hurt, though. Our shared bond brings together millions of people with differing opinions, viewpoints, and experiences. Friction is inevitable. Common ground, mutual respect, and fellowship must always be inevitable. I'm honored to take the role of CEO of CrossFit, Inc. I hope to do the right by affiliates, trainers, athletes, and other members of the CrossFit community around the world and never lose sight of the mission Greg established for us all. So that's something that's come up in the CrossFit community. Now, I will tell you that he is retiring. Greg Glassman is retiring from the day-to-day activity. Now, some people are saying that he is retiring, but that he is still receiving 100% of residual income from CrossFit. Now, I don't know. I don't get into the particulars of that, but it is something to think about. Now, that is an alleged thing that you are seeing online if you go searching. I don't know what the truth is. And I know that there's a lot of safety professionals that quote-unquote do CrossFit. So what do you think here? And, you know, this is coming from the remark that he made over the weekend. 
about Floyd 19, which was probably not a, a smart thing to say where he tried to tie in COVID-19 with the thing that was going with the protests that are going on about George Floyd. So what do you think? Are you going to still continue to do CrossFit or is this something that you're going to do away with? I don't know. I mean, it's there's so many different ways to take a look at these things as we do have these discussions, of course. But you know that and I know that. Anyways, let's kind of go down some of the paths here. I'm going to tell you real quick before I forget, Homeland Security is offering some grants right now for the for the moment. So I want to bring this up because I think it's important. If you are a safety professional that are looking to grow inside of the industry, if you go to grants.gov, that is grants.gov currently, Homeland Security does have some grants that are available. If you're interested in furthering your career, I recommend going to the website to make sure that you get all the information that's possible that's on there because I think that that's important if you're interested in becoming well, not becoming, but unless if you're trying to actually get further down the path here inside of your career. So grants.gov is based there. And that is the information that's being provided to me. So I will share that with you for I will, you know, for you to know what's going on. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Well, 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 well. Well, as you notice today, the the show is brought to you by the letter Q. Q. So I have to tell you, I've been doing some research online, and I don't know if you look into conspiracy theories, but the shit that's becoming conspiracy theories that are becoming more and more prominent across the different social media networks and so on, I have to bring up to you, of course. So there is this letter that keeps on popping up all over the place. The more research I do into some of the stuff that's going on out there, some, some more of the Google searches of the world and so on. So have you heard of this whole thing called QAnon? Yeah, I did say QAnon. The letter Q-A-N-O-N. Have you? Now, this is very conspiracy th- theory driven, so I do not have, you know, what we would say, quote unquote, science behind any of this shit. But if you start pulling up a lot of information, probably some of the better places that you can go, I wouldn't recommend going to some because it could be a little bit dangerous, like they like to say. But QAnon is, just, is supposed to be kind of like a group that details Secret plots by the alleged deep state against the government or the president, however the hell you want to look at it, and his supporters. Now, this whole theory has begun back in October of 2017, post by some anonymous boards that you can find on some different websites. I don't want to mention the website just in case, but there was a guy by the name of Q that kept on posting some stuff. The you know there is some guess that the dude is American, but has all of a sudden converted over into a group, and now they're starting to show up everywhere with a lot of stuff that you're seeing that's going on, and they're starting to pop up on some different web browsers, searches, and so on. 
Now, QAnon, are you familiar with it? Have you seen the Q shirts around? Have you even seen the logo? It is just a straight letter Q. So presumably the person is American, individuals, but probably a large group of people claiming that they have access to classified information involving the Trump administration and its opponents in the United States. Q has falsely accused many liberal Hollywood actors, Democrat politicians and high ranking officials of engaging in an international child sex trafficking ring and has claimed that Donald Trump collusion in the rush was was bullshit about the corruption um, collusion that was enlisted by the Robert Mueller, Mueller, excuse me, to join him in exposing the ring and preventing a coup by Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and George Soros. Q is a reference to the Q clearance used by the Department of Energy. QAnon believers commonly tag their social media posts with the hashtag WWG1WGA. That is WWG1WGA, signifying the motto, where, one, where we go one, we go all. Now, the interesting part on why I bring this up today is the conspiracy theory mainly disintimidated by supporters of the president Trump under the name The Storm or The Great Awakening. Yes, you're hearing The Great Awakening bull thing coming up more and more today. And the reason that I mentioned this is today, today, the president tweeted out The Great Awakening on his Twitter account. QAnon's perceptions of the vocabulary are closely related to the religious concepts referring to the apocalypse and leading it to be sometimes constructed as the emergent religious movement has been widely characterized as baseless and unhinged. But they also had a number one top-selling book on Amazon. So I am not big into conspiracy theories. I am not big into selling you know loads of bullshit or talking about them. But why are we seeing so much about this? And why is there so many big references all of a sudden about the Great Awakening? What's going on? And the more stuff that you look into about this, what is it referencing? Where is QAnon coming about? Now, of course, you can always say that there's this other group on the left that's known as Anonymous, that one can claim some similarities there, too. And I'm not going to say, you know, one's better than the other and support the left, support the right, whatever. But think about it. Why are we seeing these things and why are they becoming things inside of the media and why is the president tweeting about it? Just a conversation piece for you to do your own research, because you know how I tell you all the time. I can tell you one thing, but until you research it yourself, who knows how valid the point might be. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. The laws of physics say a small car hit by a big truck doesn't stand a chance. Neither does an injured driver, unless you or your family calls Figer Law first. No law firm in the country has been more successful at trying and winning truck accident cases. If a truck injures you, don't count on a company taking the high road and admitting fault or giving you fair compensation. Figer Law. We didn't become one of America's best trial lawyers by accident. 
more sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. So let's give you some information from the swamp, not like that we weren't doing so already. A spokesperson for George W. Bush says the accusations by the New York Times that the former commander-in-chief would not be supporting President Trump in November are made up. Freddie Ford said in a statement that he is retired from presidential politics and has no indica- has not indicated how he will vote. So that is not a yes or not a no. So that's be interesting to see what goes on going forward. Anyways, President Trump may be out with a plan to reform police departments nationwide, but those looking to undo the establishment altogether shouldn't get their hopes up. Insider says that the admin is mulling a nationwide database to track abusive cops, but isn't united on federal band of chokeholds. Yeah, federal band of chokeholds is not something that they're standing together on. So something to think about as we do have these discussions, because they have become prominent and very important to recent news stories and what has happened with, well, what's happened over the last few years, but particularly on what happened, what has happened with George Floyd recently, which one might argue on how that was used, because that is not known as a standard chokehold. That is not something that is a common practice, at least not in the world of martial arts or in the world of jujitsu or by trying to restrain someone. But I'm sure you already knew this. Anyways, for our, let's talk about this real quick. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $22 million jackpot or a $16.7 million cash payout, just so you know if you're interested in that kind of stuff. because. You know, that could be important. Anyways, let's continue. I'm sure you heard about this, so let's go over it. Recently, Reese Witherspoon had a contest going on where they were giving away some clothing for some teachers. Well, let me kind of tell you what's happened since then. Reese Witherspoon is being sued over Draper James' dress giveaway for teachers in quarantine. The actress who founded the clothing line back in 2015 made a free dress offer to teachers back in early April on Instagram. Now three women are seeking class action lawsuits alleging that the teachers were expecting free dresses not to be entered into a lottery for a limited supply. Like, really? Like, that's legit? Draper James' attorney told TMZ that the lawsuit is unjust attempt to exploit Draper James' good intentions to honor the teachers' community by gifting hundreds of free dresses. The fact that supplies were limited, such as a free dress could not be provided to every teacher who responded, was disclosed in a no and it has no basis for the lawsuit. So please, 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 please explain this to me because I want to make sure I understand it. Are you telling me that you thought that every single teacher that entered into this potential contest or dress giveaway was going to get a dress. Now I'm not saying they're not deserving because I don't want it to come across that way. Cause I'm not that big of a jackass, but really you thought every single teacher that entered into this thing was going to get a dress. Do you think that that's actually possible? Do you think that they were Funded in a fashion that they would be able to do so. I mean, there has to be some common sense to it. I mean, it wasn't like the giveaway was a key, was a set of keys for a Toyota, which that has been a radio contest in the past, where they did give the winner a set of keys to a Toyota, not the freaking car. So you see, when you see stuff like that, you have to start making some questions. Like, did you reali- realistically think that every single teacher was going to get one? I don't think that that's a fair thing. 
I don't think it's a fair assumption. Can someone please tell me where the three teachers are from? I would love to know. Are they from the same county, same state, same town? I mean, let's think about that for a second. Kind of a tough pill to swallow there in that particular regards. Anyways, let's talk about Meghan Markle real quick. So let's talk about that. Meghan Markle finally spoke about the death of George Floyd in a very raw speech. According to Newsweek, the Duchess of Sussex broke her silence on the murder, declaring that Black Lives Matter and revealed that she had not spoken on the issue sooner because she had been nervous. According to outlets, Meg spoke off the cuff, revealing, as you can probably tell, it's pretty raw. And she spoke without notes. But she's been having lots of conversations about the issue before the filming. Harper Bazaar's royal editor, Ahmed Scobie, I think is the last name, shared that the issue is incredibly personal to Megan, especially given everything she has experienced. And as a couple, it is, of course, very important. They are both feeling it, just like the rest of us. So something to think about, of course. As you do hear that. Anyways, as you probably, as you heard yesterday, as we had the discussion, Conor McGregor has retired again. So Floyd Mayweather wanted to share some information real quick. Floyd Mayweather isn't letting Conor McGregor ride off into the sunset yet. As previously reported, McGregor announced his retirement this week. This is the third time in doing so over the past four years. In response to the news, Mayweather took to Instagram to share his feelings in writing. If I'm not mistaken, didn't you, meaning McGregor, tell Mike Tyson you would beat me if we fought a second time? Now you're quitting? I thought you wanted to beat the best. Well, if you decide to come back, I'll be waiting to punish you again. The two famously duked it out in the ring back of August of 2017 with Mayweather coming out as the victor. So something to think about. I think it's pretty interesting on how McGregor has decided to go ahead and call it a quits for a third time. Interesting how that is coming about, of course. Anyways, let's talk about some of the portions of the show that I like. And I know we were doing very briefly, but let's go back to it. Days of the year that you can celebrate today. National Egg Roll Day. National Ballpoint Pen Day. National Ice Tea Day. National Black Cow Day, National Herbs and Spice Day. Don't know if you should do a combination of all of them, but something to think about, of course, as we do reference this here on the Rated R Safety Show. Anyways, let's talk about some things that have occurred on this day. Back in 1977, the Apple II Apple first consumer-friendly PC goes on sale. Onboard memory of 4KBs of RAM. An audio cassette loader. A monitor display 24 lines of text in 40 columns for $1,300. That's about $5,000 today. Today's mid-range Apple laptop is literally 1 million times more powerful for less than half the price of that thing. Something to think about real quick. Also, the Mars Spirit rover launches. It was the primary task to setting the geological makeup of the red planet. Yeah, we tried to talk about Mars yesterday, too, just in case. Its mission duration was expected to be very long, but, 
by the stroke of luck, a small dust devil passed nearby and blew the dust over the rover solar panels and drastically lengthened the duration of the mission. Also on this day, back in 2007, The Sopranos aired its season finale, series finale. More than 12 million viewers watched the end of the award-winning mob drama, the first to graphically and explicitly show the inner workings of the fictitious mob family. The show is credited in part with making HBO a serious player in producing great original programming. That was 2007. Holy shit, I still remember that. God, seems like a lifetime ago. Anyways, let's talk about some different things real quick before I let you go. So, just in case, number one, been thinking about some different things. How would you feel if we added some music to this thing? You know, we play some music in the background. Not I maybe maybe in the background, maybe in the foreground, maybe we do some music breaks. We do it some slow stuff. We come in, you know, do the music as we're talking. Very similar to the old Safety FM show. Got it going very low in the background as it's going. Just something to think about. Doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to happen. Just something that we're talking about right now. Anyway, so something I've been thinking about doing over the last little bit. If you don't agree with it, then we don't have to do it. We can do something entirely different. Anyways, let's talk about this because we talk about this daily now. If you are going through any kind of depression or suicidal thoughts, please give a call to 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. And they can help you out with any issues that you're having with dealing with depression or anything that's dealing with you having suicidal thoughts. You can call that number or you can go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Or there's an also a different website that you can go to that's called To Write Love on Her Arms. Very similar to what's on my shirt today. You can go to that website. They will help you with local resources that are available if you are going through any kind of struggles. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM and where you get to enjoy real safety talk as some of our different guests, some of our different hosts get to provide that information with you and to you, however you want to look at it. Anyways, you have always been my favorite part of Safety FM, the listener. Oh, yes, the Safety FMers, however you want to look at it. Anyways, you know who I am. I know who you are. Love you, mean it, and bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Have we told you? Do you know about this? We are looking for the next big safety podcast. This is the contest. Oh, yes. The contest. After producing and creating and interacting with several different artists, podcasters, and broadcasters, we want to offer to you the possibility of becoming the next big safety podcast. So what do you need to do? Right now, if you go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest, that's safetyfm.com forward slash contest you have the possibility of being 
the next big safety podcast. You and your show could come onto the Safety FM network. For the next year, we will host your podcast on our servers. We will give you access to the Safety FM broadcast network and, of course, access to the Safety FM listeners. Come by to the website to enter. That's safetyfm.com forward slash contest. You can enter in daily. This contest is only valid for the United States of America. Please look at contest rules on the website.